everybody welcome back thank you so much for coming back to our little show in this little corner of our wonderful world um we're, we're down here on the south coast of england wherever you are happy happy new year to you um jesse this is the first one of this year isn't it yeah awesome happy new year happy <laughs> new year to you everyone happy and Je jesse happy new year mate happy new year paul Hey, so it's the show where the one bloke sits here in a trilby and the other one sits here looking far too pretty in his beard. Um, what, you're you're the pretty one. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that that your brain just went. Oh, if this is the standard, we're in trouble. <laughs> um, well, I, I, yeah, no, no. Look at the two of us. You're still the pretty one. I don't agree, but sure. I uh, love you too. So, um, okay, we're kicking off 2022 with a show that actually I'm really proud of, and I'm really proud of the guy who did the interview. This yeah. is a, a man called Mr. Chris London. Um, we we talk about a lot of stuff in this show. We talk about personal things. We talk about business stuff. We talk about building your business when somebody doesn't believe in you that really matters to you. We talk about toxic relationships. We talk about people we talk about your own personal level of belief we talk about how a business was born out of want and need then we kind of talk about how a business was born out of almost an accident because he proved how good he was at selling a course on facebook that other people start going can you help us with facebook and it then built from there he now helped ladies and gents do you know what um i think we should just go to the interview i think we should let the interview between me and chris london Talk for itself. Jesse, anything you need to say in the intro? And over to Chris. Newton's Nuggets. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to that sponsorship or advert. I don't actually know what it is at the moment. Things are going so hectic in our lives. It's just ridiculous. Now, as we promised in the intro, this man here was introduced to me by Callum. I don't know if you guys remember. Callum came on the show a little while ago. And he literally sent me a message and Jesse a message saying, you need to talk to Chris. He's awesome. So, ladies and gents, here is Chris London. Chris, say hello, mate. All right, thanks, Paul. Better not let you down now after that intro. <laughs> mate, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If Callum has said that you're awesome, you, you've got something to live up to. Because he, he was quite abusive to me, and I'm a bit scared of him, to be honest. <laughs> Feeling the pressure now, to be quite honest. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. Don't worry. We're, we're not... Well, we're nice, and Jesse is easily bribable. So you're okay, really. I mean, to anyone listening, if you send Jesse chocolate, he'll, he'll help you with anything. He's really nice like that. So, Chris, the first question that I always ask people is, who are you, and why should people listen to us gas on for about 30 minutes or so? Thanks, Paul. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Chris. So I run a social media marketing agency called Chris London Online. We're based in Nottingham, helping businesses across uh, the UK getting visibility. <clears throat> my, the difference I like to say about myself is that I've been there and I've done it myself. So I'm self-taught, not reading someone else's book and, and spilling out their ideas. I've been there. I've spent £147,000 of my own money on Facebook ads, um, but I've got the profit to show from it. But, you know, I've been through a bit of a journey. You know, things have, haven't always been as good as they are now, both personally and business related, which is sort of, you know, what we're mainly going to talk about today really is, is sort of that crossover between personal and business and, and how your personal life can affect 
how your business life is is going and you know sometimes motivation can disappear certainly when big things happen in your life so um but come out the other side and um yeah just want to inspire some other people to believe in themselves whatever other people think and to to truly believe that they can go there and they can do it and they can get you know the expected results that they believe in if they believe in themselves mate this right this is <clears> what <throat> this show is about we don't want people on here who who are driving bugattis and are telling everyone you've got to work 24 7 otherwise you're not successful and all that rubbish um but i do want to meet people who have actually you know gone through the dirt themselves pulled themselves up and created a lifestyle that they're happy with and that's that's something that me and jesse came to quite a while ago now because we just had lovely people coming on trying to help and we were like there's a pattern here these people are lovely they're trying to help our listeners and they've been through the crap themselves so that's that's where we're at and um, I'll be honest, me and you and Jesse had had a bit of a text chat through mm. through Facebook Messenger, I think it was. Yeah. And some of the things you told me, mate, resonated so much mm. because we did talk about ex-girlfriends and ex-wives and things like that. And you said some I don't know, I'm not sure if I should go there yet. Do you mind me asking you about that relationship that you mentioned? No, no you can ask me anything you want. So you were married with two kids mm-hmm. that you love and adore, but you knew you had to get out of there. Is that fair? Yeah. So so this is actually before um, I was really doing much in the social media side of things. So if I, if I just backtrack just a little bit. So back then, so I, I was a driving instructor actually back in 2010. So I grew a driving school across the East and West Midlands. Um and I'd been going through a relationship which, you know, wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't really rosy from the start, but um, it sort of progressively got worse. Um, and sometimes I think that it's not just necessarily physical stuff that can hurt people, it's actually emotional stuff as well. So I'd had this idea that um, to, to give myself some time off to spend with my son who had just been born, I've got two kids, to, to write an online course. And the course was based around driving theory. Um, and the idea of it was that if I could sell 200 quid's worth of this online course, that I could give myself, you know, so an extra day off to spend with my son. But, and I just had this inner belief. I, I thought this is going to work. I can do this. I've been in the yeah. industry. I know what's going to work. But constantly at home, I was getting there. Why are you wasting your time with this? It's an absolute waste of time. Um, you know, it's just going to be a waste of time, energy. You, it's never going to work. Was the thing that was just told to me over and over and over again. Um, and that now this hurts, was, it? it's that constant hurts. and it's draining. To be quite honest with you, and like I say, there the, there was other things that. I mean, I'm not going to go into specifics, but the, you know, no. there was other stuff that was, you know, both physical and emotional. You know, in front of the kids, and you know, whatever. So, and and it's and it's not. But I had an inner belief that this course would work and you know this course absolutely did take off once we launched it back in uh about four years ago now um and it just absolutely took off and it exceeded way above sort of my expectation we've enrolled about thirteen thousand people on the course now but it was whoa 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 whoa. you can't just skip past that number thirteen thousand people yeah 13,000 people we've enrolled onto the onto the course now so they could so the course that would never work yeah um it's almost like it was two fingers up to you 
And it's interesting, actually, because one of the things I talk about um, quite a lot is obviously there's the negative side of things where you are um, constantly told it's not going to work and it can demoralize you and does demoralize you. But at the same time, what I had at that point was I'm going to prove you wrong which is very interesting now because you know when I look at my relationship now, which is completely the opposite, I'm a really happy relationship, um, but there isn't that, I haven't got to prove to anybody that, you know, I need to be a success. So yeah. it, it, it's interesting actually because you can use that negativity as a driving force to push yourself forward, no pun intended with the driving uh, thing. Um, but Very good, though. Proud of you. Carry on. <laughs> but you can use that as a, as a way of pushing yourself forward. But it was around that time that things started to go really bad in the relationship. Um, and it was time for me to, to step away, which was, if I'm honest with you, the, the hardest thing I've ever done is to walk away from a household where your kids are. Um, because yeah. you can see that actually in the long run, it's going to be it's going to be better and it was at that point um I moved to Nottingham my brother had got a, an empty flat in Nottingham he said you can come and move in there rent free for a year get yourself sorted which was really handy uh, and I moved to Nottingham but probably over those three or four months was you know your motivations absolutely shot it you've lost everything that you've worked for pretty much yeah. you know you you've left your house you've left your kids you're sitting on your own in a flat and to, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for Facebook ads running in the background and I was very, I was responsive. So, you know, if people messaged me, I would respond back. Okay. You know? But I wasn't proactive. I do nothing to push the business forward. I had no motivation to push the business forward. And it got to a point where I sat with my business coach um, and I said to him one day, I said, I'd lost four inches um, of weight and literally I had these jeans on um, that were belt you know as tight as it could possibly go like creased up and everything I said to him I can't even afford a pair of trousers I said I can't afford to go and buy a pair of trousers to go like every month it was like trying that we would dip it I was dipping into savings and it got to a point where I thought it just had to change and you know there was I'd flicked around in a couple of crappy short relationships in between in that period as well um and then luckily obviously found my partner who I'm with now um and that was just a massive turnaround in motivation your, your personal life is um completely changed you've got a lot something to look forward to you've got somebody supporting you on the business um you know believing in what you can do and it's and it's it's a strange place at the start to go from something that where you've been constantly told something will never work and you crap at absolutely everything to suddenly yes. you know what you can do anything you put your mind to you've got to trust yourself but you're right i mean it's how you touched on back then was that sometimes these negative voices the, the, and and do you know what me and jesse talk about trolls now as well because we we do get trolls now every so often, um, but the difference was, and and this was massive for me and Jesse was, when I saw a troll comment, I got upset. Yeah. I'm I'm a real heart on your sleeve type of person. I, everyone sees my emotions; they know what I'm feeling all the time, and it hurt. 
And then Jesse went, yay, we've got our first troll. Woohoo, success. And I was like, <laughs> what? What the? Yeah. How did? What? Because he sees it in a completely different way to me. Mm-hmm. And when you've got somebody that you you do care about, okay, no matter what point of the relationship has got to, even if you're at the point of, I know I need to get out, there's still something in your heart going, I cared for this person. And they're talking me down all the time. Mate, no matter what, that's going to hurt. And I, I completely, I, I get you. I wasn't married to my ex, but we lived together. And some of the things that was said and done, um, if I if it had been the other way around, I probably would have been put in prison. Mm. Yeah. And you kind of yeah. look at this stuff. And right, the thing that really annoyed me, and I'm same here. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't like dwelling on it too much. Mm. Okay. But the thing that really annoyed me was there was next to no support for a man of a decent age going through that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You are almost almost embarrassed to have to talk about it, you know, and, and yep. you are worried what people are going to think of you. Are you are you going to be ridiculed that you're not, you're not a man because, you know, that you've let this happen and, and all that kind of stuff. And there isn't the support that people need and deserve from both sides you know in in those situations and certainly afterwards as well I and like I say I'm, I'm with my partner um now things are completely opposite but you know what even when we we're at the start of that relationship you don't believe the stuff they tell you you don't believe the positive stuff they tell you you think to yourself all that now they can't think that because somebody else thought something completely different so why do they think why do they they don't believe in me yeah. they don't trust me they don't love me and all that load of stuff and you know what they do and it takes a long time for you to get through that you know I had to I had some you know some um hypnotherapy and some you know went to see a therapist to try and help you know me get through that because sometimes even the tiniest little doubt or something would happen and it'd be so tiny that you would then end up blowing that out of proportion and just thinking you know this is the worst thing that's proof that that person doesn't you know love me and all that other stuff and actually it was probably the tiniest little thing that you would have batted an eyelid to you know 10 years ago or so but you don't believe in yourself because of what's happened and you know what right my example of that was uh my now wife uh i cooked a meal for us and she didn't finish it Mm-hmm. And I took that as she hates my cooking. She's yep. gone off me. She's gonna. She's gonna burn me. Truth is, she was full. <laughs> she couldn't <laughs> yeah, eat yeah. anymore. But my brain went into the panic cycle mm-hmm. of what have I done wrong, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and and I know that there's going to be people that listen to that that will just go, well, that's stupid. But that's where my mm-hmm. mindset was at the time. It is literally the tiniest, tiniest little things that just they trigger that point of, well, you know, and I also found myself in a way thinking, right, I'm not going to let this happen again. So anything I spot that I'm not happy with, I'm not going to sweep anything under the carpet. I'm going to pick up on it straight away because I swept years away under the carpet and look where that got me. So now instead, I'm going to bring everything up. And that's Mate, not that's helping got me either. scary. Again. That's got to be scary. That moment that you you make that choice, or you go, "I'm going to confront this." Mm. You, you you must have had those voices in your head going, "Oh, don't, 
Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, you have that voice in your head saying, if you don't, you will be back in that situation because you always believe that you're going to get back into that situation where you're in that relationship where you're getting treated like dirt again. And so you you think I'm going to pick up on everything because if yeah. I pick up on everything and nip it in the bud straight away, whereas actually, really, you know, there's stuff in every relationship, stuff's going to happen. And really, the stuff that you sweep under the carpet and the stuff that you you need to pick up on. But I was at a stage where everything I would pick up on because I was so worried of ending up back where I was. And that was still a thing during my business journey as well. You know, I've been so worried about going back. What I don't want to be back in that situation where I'm on my own and I'm in a flat and money's really tight and I've got no one to talk about it with. And, you know, it's a bad place. It's, it's this really bad and sad place. But, you know, there is a light that, you know, people can head towards and, and get, you know, what they want. And if people aren't happy, yeah, you know, the, there is people out there that can support them um, and don't be afraid to, you know, speak to speak out and talk to your friends or, you know, reach out to me if you need to. Uh, you know, anyone who's listening to this, feel free to reach out because, you know, I'm happy to talk to people and, you know, give them my opinion on how I manage to get through because it's a lonely place otherwise. Yeah, mate, a, a big turning point for me and... I mentioned this on one, on one of our shows recently, actually, was I did go through counselling and the counsellor who wasn't a friend of mine, didn't know me from Adam, but he turned around at one point and just said, you know, you did everything you could, right? Mm. Now, I'd heard that from friends, but I kind of didn't believe it because they're my mates and they would say the nice things anyway. Mm. But because this stranger who just listened to everything then just said, you did everything you could what else were you going to try and do mm-hmm. that I just I, I remember just kind of breaking down then and just going you're right I did do everything I could mm-hmm. he's like right now let's build pull back yeah it's, it's who you talk to isn't it sometimes yeah. it's like you say there's certain people that are always you know you you go and talk to my mum or something like that and she's always going to have my back and so you think well she's bound to say that it wasn't my fault and stuff like that whereas actually hearing it from somebody who's completely neutral and I always say to people as well because I talk a lot about the fact that I did you know go and speak to somebody and you know even in business we we work with a lot of people who are therapists and that and one of the things I always say to people is on the social media side you know for the therapists we work with you've got to get your personality across because that personality when you know not all therapists are the same so there's going to be a certain therapist that res- that resonates with you that you'll want you know I, I've been on the networking scene a lot I know a lot of therapists but there's certain people that I'd want to you know spiel out my life story to and certain people that I'd think to myself okay well probably not and but that doesn't mean they're the wrong person it just means they're not the right person for me and actually you can tell your story to to somebody else and they can help you you just got to find that right person to talk to mate spot on <clears throat> absolutely spot on something i do want to touch before we move on is uh that you feel the negativity almost spurred you on mm. okay now i think this is a mindset thing i think it depends on the person that's hearing the negativity because we all know people who could hear that negativity and believe it and go down that route. Mm-hmm. But you took that as a reason to spur on. And now you're with somebody who is who's saying the opposite. They're saying, you've got this, you can do this. This is amazing. Um, 
what do you think there's like a switch in our brains or something that we just go sod you i'm going to prove you wrong mm. it certainly at the time when i was in the previous relationship it was it was very much a you know i will prove you wrong i know this is going to work and you know like i say two fingers up to you but whereas i found it more difficult after the relationship was ended and as I was struggling with my own mental health and, you know, the motivation side of things, that my own mind started to play and replay the stuff that happened before, it will never work. And all this is me thinking, well, what if it doesn't work? Like, and as, as yeah. I stopped doing the work I was doing and things started to slow down, then panic started setting in. And I, you know, I would... I would be checking and, you know, you can, you know, when I first got with my partner, she, she had vouched for this. I was checking my emails every five minutes to check a sale had come in. You know, it was not healthy. I was constantly refreshing that email. Has another sale come in? Has another, oh my God, there's not been a sale. It's midday now and there's not been a sale yet. Uh, what if it's not, it's not working? She was right. And all this other stuff. And, and it was afterwards that I really struggled with that um and you know and the fear of getting back to that position where you know where it was tight with money and things that's what i really found difficult when i was with yeah, his partner it, it spurred me on but afterwards it all started triggering and the more it triggers the worse it gets you know you start thinking yeah. it more and more and more and then even when you get in this positivity you're thinking like you said well you're my partner you're bound to say that and you know it's a weird place to be mate and and seriously i know i know this was kind of a tough talk to start this off with but i'm honestly when you and i first chatted about that through text mm. i honestly thought look we need to talk about this because this is two blokes who will happily just sit down and go this is horrible mm. this is kind of what happens and people do you know what the one the there was a couple of things that used to really annoy me, which was when I was being stalked, you'd get other blokes go, well, that's got to be nice. Someone likes you that much. Mm. No, it's really, really scary. Mm. Um, and and the other one was uh, when the split was happening and I had nowhere to live and I was literally couch surfing and hiding at mates' houses and having to hide my car in their garages because if my ex saw my car, she'd then try and break into their houses. And and when you're doing that, and then somebody turns around and goes, oh, man up. Mm. You're just like, you have no idea. Mm. You have absolutely no idea. So, so to anyone that's listening and that might be going through anything like this or similar, I'm going to echo exactly what Chris said. If, if you want to talk to me about it, give me a shout. If I can help you, I will. Um, the turning point for me was when I talked to my doctor and he got me the counselling. Mm. So please, please try and find some help, okay? And if you have trouble finding it, get in touch with me or get in touch with Chris. I have a mm. funny feeling that both of us would smash doors to try and find you help. Yeah, and I just uh, just say it's, it's not an easy journey, but it is a worthwhile journey and it might seem like it's difficult to get to where you want to be, but you know what? you'll be happy when you get to that other side. You know, I would, if you ask me now, if I'd go through all of that again to get to where I am now, then the answer would be yes. But if you asked me back at that time, you know, I couldn't see, 
I couldn't see an end to it. And I just thought, I'm in this downward spiral. I'm going to be on my own forever. You know, I'm going to be struggling and all this. And, but, you know, it, it will turn around and just trust you will get through it because yeah. you will be happier for coming through the other side. You really will, mate. And something you just said there was amazing because I actually don't know now if I would choose not to have that life experience because it helped make me the person I am now and I'm really happy with where I am. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, if yeah, if we hadn't gone through that, we might not be the Chris and Paul that everyone knows. Yeah. That's it. And, and you would, you know, if you if you genuinely believe that you're in a bad relationship and you should step away from it, it is scary to step away from that. You know, there is nothing harder than leaving and walking out with your kids staying behind and knowing you're only going to see them in a week's time. So there's nothing harder than that. It's absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And even years afterwards, I still remember you know, my daughter at the time, she was at the top of the stairs and she said, Daddy, I don't want you to go. And it breaks my heart still now. I can still hear that memory back all the time. And it triggers me every single time and it upsets me every single time still now. Yet I can also see that she is happier now than what she's seen when I was there, which she shouldn't have had to have seen happen to her dad. Yeah, a kid should not witness that. As a, but number one, it shouldn't happen at mm. all. Number mm. two, a kid shouldn't be a witness to that stuff. That's it. Okay, and I, I, I can honestly say, I right, I didn't have kids involved, so I don't have that connection at all anymore. Um, but yeah, I've seen buddies have to walk out on their kids, mm. and it's it's broken them. Um, and I say that carefully because I never believe anyone fully breaks. I I think we just kind of change shape, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, but the kids are so much better off for them doing it because now they see mom and dad both in happy lives. That's it. Yeah. And you know what? We, it's, it's funny actually, because, you know, we aren't best mates. I'm not going to say we are, but we get on. There's a, the, the, as in we, we do what we have to do for the, for the kids. There's no arguing or anything like that. Now we, you know, amicable, I suppose yeah. is the word that, that, is used and it is it is amicable um which is which is a good thing because it could be could be a lot worse and and that's better for the kids that way and i prefer it to be like that for the kids um so you know in that sense i am lucky because there's a lot of people that you know things still aren't amicable and then it makes it difficult with with the kids so you know i'm lucky that it's completely different I'm happy. She's got a new partner and she's happy. So, you know, and it it was what it was. And like I say, just if you're not happy in that relationship and, you know, the stuff happening that you know in your mind isn't right, then you've got to step away as as difficult as it is. It's it's, sometimes it's time when you just got to say that it's time to call it a day and move on for the good of everybody. Yeah. And yeah, mate, thank you for chatting about that. It's not an easy conversation to for two blokes to have, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I even know there's still, I'm going to get messages from people saying, oh, it can't have been that tough. Mm. You weren't there, okay? It, you don't know. Mm. Um, but if it's all right with you, I, I now want to start talking about the new business, the social media mm. stuff. Yeah. And, and 
let's try and pick ourselves back up again and and start talking about some some work stuff um so you you had a driving instructor business yeah so we had a driving school you know because jumping into social media (coughs) advertising is a normal connection right well no so so, yeah so so i had a driving school in leicester which spread into um birmingham Walsall, wolverhampton dudley lincolnshire as well um then i wrote the online course like i said um so that was I'd started teaching that at college and it was just a way of getting my name out there. And, you know, if pupils seen me teaching at college, then when they need lessons, they'd come to our driving school and so on. Then I put it online. I mean, I'm, I'm rattling through the story quicker than it actually happened, but I put it online because I didn't want to stand up and teach it in front of people. And I self-taught myself Facebook ads because the relationship was in a bad place. What used to happen was my son had been born and I was I used to record these videos, um, these driving theory videos. And then when I used to get up in the night to bottle feed him, I used to upload them onto the course platform. So I'd be bottle feeding him with my phone in the other hand, like uploading these videos. Um and then when he was um, a bit older and the course was completed, um, so I used to sleep in the room with my son, okay? So when he went to bed, when you used to put him down at like half seven, um, I used to sit upstairs in bed and obviously he was asleep. So I used to sit in a dark room with him asleep at the side of me in the car um, and I would read Facebook ads and read about how to market Facebook. And then the next day I'd test it out on my own course. And then that night, I'd sit in a dark room again for another three, four hours reading up about Facebook, and then I'd put it into practice. So when the course took off, and at one point we were getting about 10,000 messages a month, we were receiving at one point through, um, so I had to automate it and obviously stepped away from being a driving instructor because the course was doing so well. So I still had the driving school, but I wasn't actively teaching inside it as much. I was doing the odd lesson. Um, so then I had a few driving instructors say, could you give us some coaching on how to grow our driving school? So I was like, yeah, sure. So I started charging people to help them with them. And then I realized that actually when you coach people to do stuff, they very rarely tend to do it themselves and that they actually wanted somebody to do it for them. So I says, well, you know what? I'll do it for you. So I started doing social media for driving instructors. So that's how it started. So then um, I started dropping off some of the lessons um, and doing that instead. Yeah. And then one of them spoke to his mate next door. He was a builder. And he said, you couldn't do my mate next door, the builders in um, social media, could you? I said, yeah, why not? Have a go. So I had to go at that. And then he spoke to a mortgage advisor. And then my business coach said, it was actually, we were having a Costa. We're in Costa. And he says, oh, why don't you? Um, he, said, he said at the time, you should teach people how to do social media and you should do it and that's how we started with the driving instructor social media but yeah and then it panned from you know this neighbors who was a builder to a mortgage advisor and then I started going networking and you know presenting and giving which was you know a scary thing because I was used to -to one-to-one training not one-to-many um and then we just started picking up work and it's just to be honest with you just took off so we manage about 150 pages a day for clients across the UK now. So, yeah. Dude, I have trouble with three. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and this year we took on, um, we've got two members of staff now um, who help me out. So we do, we do everything from 
your accountants and mortgage advisors to local council so we've done Nuneaton and Bedworth Council social media when we're coming out of lockdown we've done um, beauty salons funeral directors companies that sell dry ice anti-chafing women's underwear Bollywood DJs everything in between have you just just wondering off the top of my head have you helped any you know podcasts get bigger uh, I've not got a podcast on the uh, on the books at oh, the really? moment, but uh, maybe we'll have a chat afterwards. Um, well, what about um, just again <laughs> off the top of the head? What what about a magician who turned into a keynote speaker around cyber? Any so, so you're a keynote speaker, magician, and you said that driving school to social media was a strange one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, touche. Good point. Okay, well made. I like that. <laughs> So, so yeah, so we do everything in between. So we write content, we create ads, we do the graphics. And like I say, you know, if we can write content about dry ice for the last eight months, we can write about anything because uh, that's a difficult one to uh, to come up with new content for. Mate, there was there was a bit um, there was a bit in our chat. Oh God, actually, you know what? I can't remember if it. No, it was in our chat. It was in our chat where you mentioned that you made something like three hundred k in sales. Yeah, so that's from the online course. So that's just, like I say, that's just a side business that we that we run. So yeah, so that's through Facebook ads. Um, we've done over 300 grand's worth of online course sales from the course that would never work. The course that would never work could have paid my mortgage off. Yeah, 300 grand, 13,000 pupils enrolled and through, helping them pass, well, 13,000 pupils have passed the theory test now, thanks to our course. So, oh, actually, right. Listen, side note to Jesse, okay? Jesse, that's actually double what's left on my mortgage. And he'd done that on a Facebook course for driving it. That's just nuts. Yeah. So, the thing nuts. is, we, from being in the industry, there's, you know, one of the just talking about driving. So, as a driving instructor, there's a, there's a driving instructor who helps people to learn practical. Okay. Yeah. People tend to struggle with either theory or practical, yeah, depending on what their learning style is. Some people don't like reading from a book and some people um, some people are more practical and, and so on. But you know what? You've got that support for that. But when it comes to theory, it's like, well, there's a highway code and there's an app with a load of questions on it. Off you go, do that at home on your own. And you, there's no support. And you know what? More yeah. people fail on a day-to-day basis than pass. So the, I think the pass rate is about 45%. So 55% of people are failing and there's two, I think, two million theory tests a year or something ridiculous, Jesus. which means a million people a year are failing the theory test. And yet no one decided to give people the support. And, you know, I did a course, <clears throat> I did a course to help people um, and for the practical side of things, I did a course to help people who have got, you know, learning difficulties. So, you know, autism, um, dyslexia, dyspraxia, things like that, because, you know, these people struggle um, with the left and right. You know, if you tell somebody who's got, you know, dyslexia to turn right, they'll probably turn left. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the, yeah. you know, simple things that we take for granted, but you can pretty much spot it straight. The people with dyspraxia, they struggle with spatial awareness. So, you know, parallel parking for them is very difficult. So when I wrote the online theory course as well, I decided to make it, more audio and video because it's just like there's a book go and read it well actually if english isn't your first language or you've got some learning difficulty well then that's gonna not be 
you know, a book's not really the best way for you to learn. It doesn't mean you can't learn the information. It just means that the material isn't presented in the right way for you to be able to take the information in. Completely agree, mate. Yeah. So, so what we offered was a course that could give people the support in a video format so they can take it in in chunks. They've got somebody there teaching them. So it's a bit more interesting than sitting with a 200 pound highway code of bullet points. Yeah. And and then, you know, they can go through the question bank, but we can see what they're good at and what they're not so good at. So rather than going, okay, well, you got 30 out of 50, so go away and practice the whole lot, we can actually go, actually, you got 30 out of 50, but you got all of your motorway rules right, but you got your road signs wrong. So actually, you don't need to practice your motorway rules, you only need to practice this bit of it. You don't have to go. It's like somebody at school going, oh, well, I failed in maths. And you go, well, you got to reset every single topic in the you got to do yeah. English, history, maths. But you don't. You just have to do that one little section. Yeah, and you just failed in maths. So go result. study English. Why? Why would you do that? Why would, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But you, yeah, you're right. If you've got the motorway section nailed, then maybe we need to just talk about urban driving. Yeah, that's it. So you just got that little session. And you know what, as well, is the fact that because we can check in on the progress and we can see what they're good at and what they're not so good at, there's also an accountability for it as well. So they say, okay, they know that somebody's tracking the progress. So when they say they're going to do something, they're more likely to then go away and do it. And the difference is as well, that we're that confident that our course works, that we actually say to people, if you don't pass after you've completed the course, we give you the money back. So as long as you do 100% of that course, then, and you go and take your theory test and you don't pass it, I give you the money back. That's how, how confident I am that if you actually do it, you'll pass. Yeah. How much is the course? Uh, well, there's two different ones. So there's a standard, which is $23.99 and a premium, which is $29.99. <laughs> so. 30 quid. Yeah. For the premium version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ladies and gents, quid. Chris, if you need help with your theory test. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know the, the sort of how we got into it and the theory side of things. Obviously, a lot of people, you know, from networking and bits and pieces, they know me for the social media side of things. But actually, my journey into it was through selling online courses. And um, yeah. Mate, what a journey. I mean, you've explained as shed loads of it. So thank you. Yeah, sorry. It's been awesome. So all right, something that you said earlier, um, right back when we started, which which is now like days ago, Jesse. Sorry, you're going to be editing this one forever, mate. Jesse fell asleep, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's having a nice nap. Actually, he deserves a nice nap. We've been working far too much lately. Um, but you said you you've spent 147 grand on Facebook advertising. That's my own money. That doesn't include any ads for any clients that we manage. No, well. wait, right. I when you said the 147 grand, then you said you've got 150 client i was thinking oh okay it's got to be in for them as no well. no so that's my own money that i've spent on facebook ads testing what works and what doesn't for the for the theory course and obviously running some for a bit for the social media side of things but then yeah. we also manage client ad budgets as well you know we've got clients who spend we've got some clients who spend a pound a day which is probably not quite enough really to get any effective use out of Facebook ads. But we have got some clients who spend a pound a day and then we've got clients who spend 15 grand a month on Facebook ads. So so what is it? Is it a case of keep <laughs> testing what you're doing and finding what works or do you just know what's going to work for the sectors now? You never know what's going to work until you, you have a rough idea of what 
what should work. Not a right, so idea. You, you have take... an educated idea of what's going to work and what's not yeah. going to work. But yeah. every single business is slightly different. And there's always, a, and I always say to people, there's always a testing phase. What we think will work doesn't necessarily mean what will work. You know, I've put two, we always split test adverts. What I mean by that is you run advert A and advert B and you make a slight difference between the two to see which one works better. You know yeah. what? Most of the time you think to yourself, okay, well, this advert looks really polished and clean and looks perfect. Let's run that. And then we've got this one that I was going to say looks like a dog's dinner, but that's a bit, bit harsh. Okay, but a bit more, um, you know, oh, this is, this is Joe Bloggs who just took a quick picture on there. Camera. Yeah, it looks a bit more homegrown. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And you would naturally think, okay, well, that polished professional picture looks really neat and looks great. But you know what? So a lot of times people on social media switch off from that because we're subject to so many different marketing messages every single day that actually when you see a stock image or something like that, you actually just swipe past it. And people's attention spans on social media are so low that they're scrolling so fast that unless you stop that person scrolling, your advert isn't going to get read anyway. And so stock images tend to get scrolled past, whereas you sort of more natural, this is just me in front of my computer doing someone's social media and I've just pinged my phone, may get more interaction. You know, people in their um, own adverts yeah. get a lot of interaction. You know, if you want a load of engagement, stick a picture of your dog up or stick a picture of your kids up. Yeah, no I, sit, I can sit there. You know, I always give the example that social media is a funny one. Um, the, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a post and I spent a bit of time writing it. And I, you know, top five or six tips to do whatever. I can't remember what the subject was now. And I spent some time writing. And I thought, you know what? That's a great post. And I posted it and I got a few likes. Right. Later that evening, I posted about the fact that I was having a battered Mars bar for the first time. Right. Ever. And I got about 86 likes on it. And I thought it was like 10 times the amount of likes on this battered Mars bar that I've not thought about than actually the value driven post that I'd put out earlier in the day. But it's just that people don't interact with that type of stuff. Doesn't mean they haven't seen it. And it doesn't mean they haven't taken it in, but they're not necessarily likely to interact with it. But yeah, but yeah, but to go back to your point, yeah, split test, <laughs> completely gone off on a tangent. Split test, um, split test absolutely everything. Tweak it. Never be happy with the results that you've got. Even if you're getting good results, you should always be thinking, okay, well, can I improve on that again? And if you can't, the second you leave an advert and go, you know what, let's leave it now. It's doing well. So and I'm going to leave it for the next six months to a year. Your sales are going to nosedive. They're going to drop off because you've just left it and you'll start suffering from ad fatigue because people have seen the advert too much and yeah. things start to tail off. So actually what you need to do is constantly be looking for the improvement. And sometimes you'll put your split test it the following week and think, okay, well, let's try and improve it with that one. Oh, actually, that didn't improve it. So, yeah, but we're constantly looking. And sometimes one example I give I ran an advert and we were getting about, it was about three pounds. We were for every three pound ad spend we spent, we made a 30 pound sale at one point. Okay. I changed the first sentence of an advert. Okay. And it dropped from three pounds to one pound 50 per sale from one sentence. That's so we were doing one pound 50 a conversion and we were making 30 pounds for every one pound 50 we spent. 
See, but then, that was a single sentence. All I checked, the image was the same, the text was the same. It was just that headline first line changed and it just just dropped that, like I say, that conversion rate just, well, the conversion rate went up, the cost per conversion came down, which was great, and halved it. But this is it. You're then getting to the point <clears> of, <throat> you've almost got a fruit machine that you know how much it's going to pay out. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's where, you know, we got to a stage where we were spending £220 a day on Facebook ads um, for the theory course at one point. Yeah. So, but we never, people, but we never started on that. I started off just doing a bit of organic posting. So just the, you know, posting on your page, utilising some groups, made a bit of money from it. And then put I put £5 down and realised at the, at the very start, for every £5 I made, I made £10 back. So I was doubling my money at the start. So then I think, okay, well, if I put £10 down, do I make £20? If I put £20 down, do I make £40? Because you will get to a point where you can put £100 down and you don't make a hundred and uh, sorry, £200 back. You may, yeah. you know, you may put £50 down, make 100 put £75, make 150 put 100 down, still only make 150 because you've reached your limit point. There's only a certain amount of people that are going to be interested in your product. Yeah. So, you know, th those people are ready to buy at that time because the whole population isn't going to buy a theory course, for example, because some people have already passed. So you will reach a limit point and it may just be on that advert, but then you can start looking at different adverts to come in. But everything you have to scale up, you would never go and chuck £220 down on day one because you'll start burning through cash. You know, even someone who's ran hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of ads I would never put that and budget down on day one for any client, however rich they were, because what's the point? You've got to work out, work test out. it on a low budget and then scale it up when you know what's working. So where do we start then? If 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 I turn around and said, all right, I want to promote um, a, a mental theft club, which mm -hmm. is probably we're probably putting a sponsored ad for that in this show. OK, a mental theft club is me and the team putting scams up on a members only website and it's going to be cheap as anything to be a member of it and i'm trying to slowly grow that so where do we start with that then budget wise you mean or yeah, budget wise and budget wise always start on, my recommendation for clients is always to start on five pounds a day anything okay, anything less than five pounds a day and you're not getting the data Okay, so all Facebook ads go through a learning phase at the start. So even if you put down, I only want males 20 to 30 years old who live in London and like Manchester United or whatever, whatever targeting you create into it, you could then, Facebook will then test audiences inside that audience. So it will test 20 to 22-year-olds or I can't remember what age group I said now, but they will test little... I was going to say nuggets, little bits in between the um, in, in that audience to see who resonates with it most. So it's called a learning phase. So all adverts go through a learning phase to start off with. So you'll get very inconsistent results to start off with. And then as it comes out the learning phase, usually when you've had 50 actions, so whatever you want. So I want, I want people to send me a message. Okay, well, when you've had 50 of them, it comes out the learning phase. Or I want people to go to my website. When you've had 50 people go to your website, it will come out the learning phase. So we want to get it out the learning phase. Um, so what we do is we put £5 on it. It's not too much that you're going to blow a load of money because we're at £35 for a week, but it's not too small that we get to the end of the week and it's like, 
there's no data there. And this is one of the big problems that people have is that they switch off their ad campaigns way too soon. They don't give them time to run. They don't plan for the fact that there's got to be a testing phase at the start. So what they'll do, you know, I had a client who we put an ad on for, and it was for five pounds a day and we put an ad on for it and it started running at about five o'clock in the afternoon and at eight o'clock in the morning, he'd switched it off because he hadn't had an inquiry. And he'd spent spent £2.26 and he'd switched it off. And I thought, first of all, it was the night time. It's ran through the night, so you're not going to get anything. And second of all, you know it's going to be inconsistent. You you spent £2.26. And then the other other thing is that people then, they look at it as it goes and not as a whole. So what I mean by that is rather than go, what I say to people is put five pounds a day down, so don't look at it for a week. So what I had with one client was we put five pounds a day down and on the he, we started the advert and he woke up the next morning and he sold two and it was 110 pounds each. Okay. So he sold 220 pounds worth for five quid. So within that 24 hours, he then didn't have a sale for the rest of the week. Okay. okay. So then he rings me up at the end of the week and says, well, my Facebook ads aren't working, are they? I ain't had a sale for six days. I said, you put £35 down and you made £220 back. If I'd have asked you if you may put £35 down and give you £220 back at the start, you'd have snapped my hand off. But because it happened on day one and you got nothing for six days, you're thinking it's not successful. And that's that learning phase with the inconsistency. So Facebook is learning. So it sent it to an audience that absolutely blew up at the start. Then it tried it on some different audiences that didn't work. Actually, if you leave it, it will start sending it back to that original traffic again. Gotcha. Yeah. So but so you've got to look at it as a whole. Like I say, if you look at it and think, okay, 35 quid I put down and I just made 220 quid, you'd be absolutely laughing. Oh, yeah, I'd be throwing the next £35 at you. Even... <laughs> you'd, be chucking more, you'd be chucking more down on it, wouldn't you? Because you'd be thinking, yeah. okay, well, this is working now. We've got the results. But people don't. They look at it individually. So he'd completely forgot about day one where he'd got all these results. And he was looking at the other six days going, no, they ain't working, other. Well, they are. They are. It's yeah. just doing its job of finding its place. Yeah. So like I say, you just got to put it down and just think, okay, well, I'm going to put it down for a week and then I'm just going to see what's happened after the week and judge it as a whole and not as individual. Nice. All right, so, so what's next for Chris London then? Keep growing. Keep, keep the business growing. We're looking to keep expanding, keep getting out there. We've got some new things that are on the horizon. So if, if um, we've got, so I wrote an online Facebook course, which teaches people right the way from basics of um, setting up a page for the real beginners who don't even have a Facebook page, right the way through to really advanced Facebook ads campaigns. And in the next couple of weeks, we're giving that away for free. Oh, well, the course, the course. That, where, where, where can we get hold of that? Uh, I mean, I it will be what. promoted on our page. Uh, we'll be running some Facebook ads as well. So um, for it as well to get it out there. Um, so this is everything I learned that sold 300 grand's worth of online courses for me. So realistically, uh, Chris, by the time this show goes out, that might be live. Yeah. So if they can visit Chris London online, um, you will be able to get a free copy of the course that 
we enrolled 13,000 people using the tactics and the strategies and tips that are in this course. We're giving it away completely for free um, for people so that they can get their social media marketing and their Facebook ads, whatever stage they're at. You know, even if you're an advanced user, there's stuff on there about pixels, lookalike audiences, the real advanced stuff. Or if you've never even, not even got a Facebook profile, you can go on our website, download it. It'll show you how to set up a business page in the first place. So no matter what stage you're at. That's what this is about, right? This show is about amazing stories, which you have. Helping businesses, which you have done. And then giving our listeners free stuff that will help them even more. Thank you, mate. Seriously. That's awesome. Um, Right. I'm going to ask you that last question. The one that most people worry about. Okay, my this whole show started out because I just pointed a camera at me and I'd give one nugget of information every week. And it's now turned into a show where I interview awesome people. And I always ask them, what's the one nugget of information you want every listener to walk away with? Can I be cheeky and have two, one personal, one business? Only if I can definitely nick your book for free when it comes out. I haven't got a book, but you can nick me online, of course. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. We'll start with personal. Personal, believe in yourself, okay, and trust in the process. You know, whatever anybody else tells you, if you believe you can do it, go away and do it, or at least give it a try. Because more than likely, if you've got the right mindset and you've got the right people around you, then you will be able to achieve anything you want. So that Good is man. personal Love nugget. That. Business nugget, social media, be consistent. Stop doing it for a day and disappearing for the rest of the week. Stop doing it for a week because you've decided it's the new year and I'm going to do my social media marketing more. So I turn up for a week and then I give up for the rest of the three weeks and then I'll do it for another week and then I'll disappear again and so on. You have to be consistent. If you're not consistent, you will disappear on social media and you may as well just not bother. Be consistent. Mate, those two nuggets are so awesome that, yes, you are allowed to, and I will send Jesse chocolate so he keeps both of them in. (laughs) I listened to it back, and he's just stripped one out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Jesse just goes, no, it's a business podcast. Stop it. The rules are the rules, Chris. It's one. Yeah, God. And then randomly, we'll have a Paul and Jesse show, and you'll go, I recognise that nugget. Has Jesse just nicked one of my nuggets? (laughs) It possibly could happen. Mate, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've taken way too much of your time already, um, but I will give the option to shout bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone. Ladies and gents, that was Chris London. He's absolutely awesome. Go follow him. Go find him on social media. And and seriously, look, he's just offered you a free course. Go and have a look at that as well. Um, right, we're now going to go to a quick advert. Then it will be me and Jesse talking about Chris behind his back, and he only gets to hear that when he listens to the show. See you in a minute. There you go. Welcome back. What did I tell you? Chris is awesome. Now, now I'm first of all, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. Jesse, was that Luna hiding in your little that that was Luna going, oh (laughs) like, yeah, that was really good. (laughs) I I shout Chris is awesome and Luna goes, oh. Okay, that's that's cool. I like that. Um, thanks, Luna. Thank you for the input. Now everyone's going, we want to know who Luna is. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Luna might become famous as well now. Oh, um, she could be more famous than us. Mate, she deserves it. She's gorgeous. 
Anyway, back onto track because we both have very limited time today. We've wasted nearly two hours already today. We've been really, really productive in two hours, just not on the right things. Yeah, we we help lots of other people, not us. <laughs> yep. Right. So, back to the chat about Chris. Um, honestly, his story is one that a lot of people need to hear. I think. Yeah. Because I I know there's a lot of people out there that are in relationships that are not right for them or for their partner. Therefore, people start holding each other back. Um, the, some of the things that he was saying to me were hitting home a lot because as a lot of you guys know, I got out of a relationship that was just bad. Um, and And I now will never regret walking away from that. I, I'm seriously, I'm so glad I did. And now I'm absolutely in love and I've got an awesome family. I, I don't know, mate, if I'd carried on in that other relationship, I, I don't know if I'd be I don't, definitely wouldn't be like this. No. I wouldn't be out doing fun things and earning money from having fun. And that just annoys me. Um, but, you know, going from being, he, he was a driving instructor who had an idea for an online course, got told loads of times it would never work, and it's now had, you check the numbers on this just before we started filming this bit, Jesse. Yeah. Over 13,000 attendees. Yeah, 13,000 people have enrolled on course. 13,000 on a course that won't work. It's not going to work. <laughs> not going to work. The, it's like the, the, starting a podcast. It's never going to work. The, the thing that really impressed me, though, was then moving on, because he he basically was spending money on learning how to use Facebook ads to make that really work and succeed, and that's how where his business came from. Yeah. And I couldn't help think, because you know what, I, what I'm like with, like, training courses and, and stuff like that, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't. I won't go go heavily down that road because it's no, a friend, no, some friendly. Some of the private podcast. conversations we've had, I completely agree with you. By the way, yeah, but it's it's when people get taught. Um, ah, actually, you know what? I'm going to use your industry. I'm going to use photography. People get taught they can pick up a camera, point it and click it, and they're now a photographer. Yeah, no, and, and the same thing. You know, being an expert on the subjects in the same way. And yeah, is. You know, there's a difference between someone who's done some Facebook advertising, been on a course, and is now training people on it. Yeah. And Chris, who spent 147 grand of his own money testing what works. Do you know what? And made yeah. and made his own business successful through it, and is now making lots of other businesses successful through those learnings. But that's it, isn't it? It's the fact that he made his own business successful from it. And this was an online driver's course that he made successful okay i think that's awesome by the way i yeah. really do can you imagine doing that course online in your own time in your own free time you can drop in and out whenever you want it's not like you have to book two hours with me no to get going on it and thirteen thousand people signed up to it okay now this is what annoys me because you will sometimes have people that have the best will in the world to try to look after you but they will tell you your idea won't work yeah 
and and a lot of the time i think it comes from fear of you hurting you and they're kind of like oh no 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 don't do that because if it doesn't work you'll be upset <laughs> yeah <clears throat> sometimes i think it comes from fear of they wouldn't make the leap themselves okay and that's two very very different things yeah okay uh, it's a very british thing isn't it that whole i'm i'm not going to try something in case of failing yeah that, the american dream is i'm going to go and do whatever and i'll succeed whatever happens whereas in the uk we're a little bit more reserved <laughs> yeah and even if you're successful don't show it off too much um but i mean episode 75 was um dave from wonky sheep and he had exactly the same thing you know he was on his his business now is his third business because he didn't do two of them because people told him that it wouldn't succeed and other people have gone on to succeed with those businesses it's nuts isn't it yeah and so so he, the third time he was like i'm just doing this now yeah yeah you at some point you have to just go no this is mine i'm going for it but, yeah. but you know what then then to be honest with you jesse we've got a show full of those people yeah chris it, honestly mate absolutely brilliant um and the way that you started proving that your ideas on facebook advertising can work for loads of different industries mate i love it i absolutely yeah. love it uh, jesse are you gonna be all right you know putting up the normal links so that, that yeah 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 it's all all ready to go awesome thank you mate and i've said i know you've shown me some of the graphics for this show already that they were brilliant um anything else we need to say in this outro um when are we going out yeah thanks to our sponsors and we're still looking for sponsors now for february so if you're interested in such and great usual spiel please leave us some feedback wherever you're watching or listening um uh, or if you don't have an option you can just go to newtonsnuggets.com and and there's a form on the front page that you can fill in and give us some show feedback Nice one. Also, can I? I'm going to put in something here. Thank you so much. December just gone was our yeah. biggest downloads in one month ever. Um, By quite and... a way in the end. Yeah, well, ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's Paul, Paul and I sitting there going, oh, we're going to reach right. it. We're going to reach right. it. Oh, it's Christmas. So yeah. nobody's going to download people are going to have Christmas. Breaks. People are going to have time off. People won't listen to a businessy professional podcast. Well, to be honest with you, they didn't. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> yeah, honestly, mate, when it was creeping up and creeping up, and then I, and I was like, it it might hit the best month ever. What the really? <laughs> and then and then me and you started watching it more, didn't we? And I did put out a couple of social media things, um, and I think we ended up beating the last one by something like ten percent. And I just, to everyone listening, thank you from both of us. Thank you. And, 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 and specifically and, and. to one of you listening. Um, so we mentioned Amy a few shows ago because you saw her at the business networking event yep. in my other job. Um, so she was telling her friend 
and her friend's dad about her job working alongside me and then was explaining that we have a podcast and apparently Amy's friend's dad listens to the podcast so Amy's friend's dad hi <laughs> Hey, how are you doing, Amy? Friends, dad. Right, we need to find out then. I only found, literally, found this out on the day of recording, and I and I basically told Amy she needed to give me more information. But in the meantime, hi. Yeah, we do. And you know what? Right on that, on that, I've got another funny. Um, I had a message from one of our real strong listeners, one of the listeners that's been with us for ages, uh, and I had a message of Paul. I need to apologise to you. And I was like, what? What for? What what's happened? Are you all right? He said, Yeah, yeah. I I, I just realised I'm behind by two episodes. I'm gonna go and listen to them now. So Tony Edwards, thank you for catching up, mate. That was awesome. <laughs> They're two great episodes as well. Yeah, they, they really were. They really were. Um, right, let's end this. Let's end this because because we the interview was long. We're taking up too much time. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for coming. You really don't know how much it means to me and to Jesse. And it, it, it's just unbelievable that you guys are sticking with us and helping us get through this. And massive thank you to Chris London. Chris, your story is absolutely inspirational, mate. I loved it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Ladies and gents, that's your show for Newton's Nuggets. We're going to come back next week. I believe it's a Paul and Jesse show, and we're going to talk about the last three weeks, and we might talk about the four weeks before that too, because I wasn't here four weeks ago. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do well, a double. We're, we're going to mention the 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 not Paul and Jesse show, are we? <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about the Jesse show that nobody listens um, to. It's fine. Because because basically I'm going to drop loads of links to the Jesse Only show, no, just to get feedback on it. No, nobody needs to hear it. No, they do. They do. I've listened to it now, oh, and yeah. trust me, they do. Ladies and gents, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Nothing.